The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. Hi, I'm Price Wooldridge. As a rare neuromuscular disorder patient myself, I enjoy reading flash briefings for spinal muscular atrophy. Here's an article by Steve Bryson, Ph.D. Canadian Agency Favors Zolgensma Only for Babies Up to Six Months Old The Canadian Agency for Drugs and Technologies and Health, or CADTH, will not recommend reimbursement for Zolgensma in children with spinal muscular atrophy who are more than six months old, citing insufficient evidence of efficacy and safety in older patients. Other countries are providing guidance and funding based on same evidence. Doctors and patients need guidance from a capable assessor. The Canadian Organization for Rare Disorders, or CORD, said in a response posted on Twitter, If CADTH can't figure out what to do, maybe it should step aside and let someone else do the job. This lack of guidance reaffirms why Canada needs a national rare disease drug strategy as soon as possible. CADTH, an independent and non-profit organization that provides evidence-based advice to health policymakers about the use of medicines in Canada, recently recommended reimbursement for symptomatic or asymptomatic children up to 180 days of age or six months, with confirmed genetic evidence of mutations in the SMN1 gene, the underlying cause of SMA. Eligible patients must also have three or fewer copies of the SMN2 gene, which can compensate for the loss of SMN1 and not need permanent ventilation or feeding support. A one-time gene therapy, Zolgensma, is infused into the bloodstream intravenously and works to deliver a functioning copy of the SMN1 gene. The treatment is approved in the U.S. and Japan for patients under the age of 2, and conditionally approved in Europe for patients who weigh 21 kilograms or about 46 pounds or less with type 1 SMA or with three or fewer SMN2 gene copies. Zolgensma entered the U.S. market carrying a list price of $2.125 million. Its use was approved by Health Canada in December 2020 for children with mutations in both copies of the SMN1 gene and three or fewer SMN2 copies or infantile onset SMA. But that decision does not address therapy reimbursement. CADTH noted that because newborn genetic screening programs for SMA are not currently available across Canada, a child may be diagnosed after six months of age. CADTH had been asked by various parties, including the Pan-Canadian Pharmaceutical Alliance, a cross-country organization that collaborates to manage access to therapies, to develop case-by-case criteria for SMA patients older than six months who may benefit from Zolgensma until newborn screening programs become widely available. Based on the request, the CADTH reviewed existing evidence with input from an expert panel of four Canadian specialists with experience in diagnosing and managing SMA. Evidence was insufficient to identify patients, six months to two years old, most likely to benefit from Zolgensma or that might inform treatment and reimbursement decisions, CADTH reported. Data supporting the gene therapy comes from the START Strive US and Strive EU clinical trials that included patients up to six months of age. Additionally, the SPRINT trial evaluated pre-symptomatic infants up to six weeks of age. 
The expert panel indicated that extrapolating trial data to older patients was inappropriate given the mechanism of action and the variability in disease progression. By six months of age, untreated patients with infantile onset SMA type 1 would already have irreversible neurological injury. Children with such severe disease are less likely to benefit from gene therapy. Case-by-case -case decisions for older infants and toddlers must be made based on anecdotal evidence, which can be divisive, the experts said. They recommended further clinical studies to assess Zolgensma in older SMA patients. The panel also noted that two therapies approved in Canada, Spinraza or Nusinersen and Evrisdi or Rizdaplam, are available to SMA patients older than six months and supported by clinical trials. The panel also found no robust evidence to recommend Zolgensma to those being treated with either Spinraza or Evrisdi. Because both Zolgensma and Spinraza are designed to increase the amount of SMN protein, there was no evidence to suggest that those who failed to respond to Spinraza were likely to benefit from Zolgensma. The request also included recommended guidelines to assess response to Zolgensma in older patients. The panel stated the response would depend on the patient's age and motor function prior to treatment. Outcome measures may include the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, Infant Test of Neuromuscular Disorder, or CHOP-INTEND, Hammersmith Infant Neurological Examination, or HINE, and the Hammersmith Functional Motor Scale Expanded, HFMSE. The primary outcome would be motor function plus other outcomes such as lung function, bulbar function, and survival. Presymptomatic patients would be expected to achieve developmental milestones similar to healthy infants in the same age range. For those with more advanced disease, stability would be a meaningful outcome. However, the experts also mentioned that measures such as CHOP, HIND, and HFMSE were specifically designed for clinical trials, administered by those with specialized training, and may not be feasible in common clinical settings. A newly opened Phase 3b trial of Zolgensma called SMART is evaluating the gene therapy for up to 24 children with symptomatic SMA weighing 8.5 to 21 kilograms, about 18 to 46 pounds, and three months of age or older. SMART is expected to conclude in August 2023. Coming up next, perspectives from SMA News Today Forum's moderator, Deanne Runge. Thanks for joining me. I'm Deanne Rungi, SMA News Today content creator. Sometimes I feel like I'm inundated with all things SMA, from nurse visits to therapies and even the bowl of chips on the floor. It reminds me of SMA. I refer to it as SMA overload. It can just be too much. That's why for this recording, I'm switching gears. Previously, I mentioned I like creating things. So I need your opinions. Since my dog loves his insulated water bowl, the cats love it too, I want to make personalized bowls for Christmas gifts for friends. You're a creative bunch. I need ideas on what to put on the bowls. Joanne's had a sale, so I have four bowls to play with. One came with a dent, and since I don't feel like returning it, it'll be my practice bowl. I have a Cricut Joy, so can cut permanent vinyl for them. Even though I'd love to try metal etching cream, but you know, with SMA and all, that'd be a little tough. 
For single dog families, I can make the dog's name on it and maybe some paw prints. Yes, I know, real creative. So how do I jazz them up? What are some ideas for the multi-pet households? I love something clever, but all I can think of is woof. Maybe something about hair in the water? Or lap champ? I don't know. I know I can probably scour Pinterest, but I'd rather get your input. Also, are there any particular favorite fonts that would make this project pop? It seems like there are such fun ones available, but I always default to the basics. I know we have font gurus here, so please bestow your wisdom upon me. Time to have a little fun instead of being bogged down by SMA. What do you guys do when SMA gets to be too much? I'd love to hear about it in our forums at smanewstoday.com forward slash forums. But that's all I have for you today. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.